This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, March 8th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Ag braces for tariffs. Purdue defends Trump tactics. A vegan farm bill. Biofuel and refinery workers duel and taxes for broadband. Fearing a trade war, GOP trying to head off broad tariffs. U.S. agriculture is on edge today as President Trump preparing to sign new tariffs on steel and aluminum. Congressional Republicans made a last-ditch effort to get the president to sharply scale back the duties to prevent them from backfiring on the U.S. economy. House Agriculture Chairman Mike Cottaway of Texas was among the 107 GOP House members who signed a letter saying that any tariffs should be narrowly tailored to exempt fairly traded products and any products that didn't pose a national security threat. The letter was spearheaded by Ways and Means Chairman Kevin Brady, another Texas Republican whose committee oversees trade policy. Purdue says steel tariffs give U.S. NAFTA leverage. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Purdue defended the tariff plan yesterday at a Wall Street Journal forum, saying it would give Trump leverage to get a better deal on NAFTA from Mexico and Canada. Later, White House Trade Advisor Peter Navarro told the Fox Business Network that Canada and Mexico would initially be exempted from the tariffs. Navarro said it's going to give us an opportunity to negotiate a great deal for this country. Still, Purdue says farmers are, quote, rightfully concerned over the potential for other countries to impose retaliatory tariffs. Veg Coalition's Farm Bill proposals take aim at animal ag. A coalition of companies and producers of plant-based foods wants to use the Farm Bill to impose new requirements on commodity checkoff programs and to ensure the companies can still keep using terms like milk. At a letter to the House and Senate Agriculture Committees, the Plant-Based Foods Association also calls on lawmakers to scale back subsidies for crops other than fruits, vegetables, and nuts. The group says they want a farm bill that recognizes and supports innovation and positive changes in how Americans eat, while also leveling the playing field for plant-based foods and fostering an open marketplace for all. PBFA's membership includes Campbell Suit Company, Blue Diamond Growers, and a number of small companies that make a variety of products, including meat and dairy substitutes. The group specifically wants to keep out of the Farm Bill provisions like the Dairy Pride Act, which would prevent plant-based beverages from being labeled as milk. The National Milk Producers Federation responded to PBFA in this way, saying it's curious why a vegan group that is stridently opposed to milk production is so intent on using the word milk on labels of dairy imitations made from nuts, seeds, and beans. Sugar growers look to educate lawmakers. Sugar producers have launched a new website, facesofsugarpolicy.org, to introduce lawmakers to what farmers think is at stake for their families in the upcoming Farm Bill debate over sugar policy. Dozens of those growers are in town this week to meet face-to-face with lawmakers. The site includes an interactive map, grower profiles, videos, photos, social media posts, and more. Refinery, biofuel workers, duel over RFS. Managers of 150 ethanol and biodiesel plants around the country are appealing to President Trump to protect the renewable fuel standard and oppose a cap on prices of biofuel credits or RENs. 
the plant manager say in a letter to the president, there is no way to cap, cut, or eliminate wrens without cutting, capping, or eliminating gallons of homegrown fuel. The letter served as the biofuel industry's response to a lobbying effort on Capitol Hill by refinery workers from 11 states. Matt Vilker from a PDF Energy refinery in Ohio told AgriPulse that REN purchases are costing his company $300 million a year. That comes back on equipment. It comes back on the community. It comes back on the workforce. It's a big deal, he said. Well, here's new information. A new analysis by Clearview Energy Partners suggests REN prices could be capped without reducing ethanol usage if the limit set high enough, in this case, 42 cents a gallon. That's four times higher than the cap that refiners are seeking. Democrats eye higher taxes to fund infrastructure. Senate Democrats have laid out a plan to spend a trillion dollars on infrastructure by reducing the estate tax exemption and increasing taxes on corporations and wealthy individuals. The plan would restore the old estate tax exemption of $11 million for couples and $5.5 million per individual. The spending proposals include $40 billion for expanding broadband access and $140 billion to repair roads and bridges. Now, keep in mind, the plan can't pass this year, but it would give Democrats talking points in this year's midterm elections. Wheat farmers asked Trump to rejoin TPP. U.S. wheat industry is appealing to the Trump administration to rejoin the Trans-Pacific Partnership. A letter to U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer from dozens of farming and milling groups says U.S. growers will lose market share in Japan if the U.S. stays out of the 11-nation trade deal. TPP will lower the effective tariffs that Japanese millers pay for Australian and Canadian wheat to about $85 a ton, while the tariff on U.S. wheat would remain at about $150 a ton. Brazil seen setting new beef export record. Brazil's meat packers, with help from the country's government, have stepped up their foreign marketing efforts, and it's paying off, according to the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. Brazil is now forecast to export a record 2 million metric tons of beef this year, a 10% increase from 2017. FAS says the main driver for record exports in 2018 is strong demand from China and other markets in Asia. Brazil sold 472,268 tons of beef to China and Hong Kong in 2017. That's up from 346,483 tons in 2016. That according to the report. USDA to hold roundtables on opioid crisis. USDA is planning a series of five monthly roundtables in rural communities to raise awareness of the opioid epidemic and to better understand the support needed to address the crisis. The first event is set for March 14th in Middletown, Pennsylvania, near Harrisburg. The other roundtables will be held in Utah on April 11th, in Kentucky on May 9th, in Oklahoma on June 6th, and in Maine on July 11th. Here's today's She Said It. The opioid epidemic in rural communities is more than a public health issue. This is a matter of rural prosperity. Opioid misuse is impacting the quality of life and economic well-being in small towns, which is why partnering with rural leaders to address this crisis is critical to the future of rural America. That Ann Hazlett, Assistant to Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue for Rural Development. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, March 8th. 
AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.